0: Time runs out month seven. Once again, Time Travelers, this is Matt Anderson here for the comic book Time Machine. Thanks for listening. All right. I'm just going to be honest at the beginning of this podcast. This is the closest I've ever been to cheating. And what I mean by that is I've tried to stay pure and only read one month at a time. But here we are. This is the penultimate episode of Time Runs Out. We are in... uh, All of these comics have the banner, in two months, Time Runs Out. And... Now I know that you guys probably know this. We we record episodes and release them much later, especially when we do these solo episodes. There's no telling when they're going to actually get out there in the order of the the podcast release. So I'm just going to tell you what day I'm recording on. Here I am, May second, 2015. It's Free Comic Book Day. I just got home from the comic book shop uh, just minutes ago. So I don't even usually record on. Uh, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon here. I don't really usually recorded this time actually it's not even afternoon yet it's still a late Saturday morning but I had to sit down and do this podcast because I almost cheated and read ahead to the next month's time runs out comics there's only two and that's the conclusion and uh it's uh, I mean I can't wait to read them and then talk about them on the show but I mostly so, so I just got back from the store with those comics uh it's gonna be uh, avengers Forty-four and New Avengers thirty-three. Those are the final two comics in the Jonathan Hickman runs. I also have the free comic book uh, day comic that came out today. It's weird though. In my bag that I got, I didn't have the one that ties into Secret Wars. The Secret Wars issue zero. I got the one that's the all new, old, all, all different Avengers. So I'm I'm not too worried about it because I I'll be able to find uh, that. The, the secret wars issue zero online for free i think it's on comiXology i'm sure it will be there but so i'm not worried about it i was just excited to read it but i'm gonna talk through these episodes or talk through these issues uh and there's quite a few for this uh, penultimate month month seven um there's i think there's five that i have to talk about because i did only one last month i'm not sure what happened with the release we can talk about that later but as soon as i finish this podcast if i have time i'm gonna go straight to reading for the in one month time runs out comics the final set of comics oh man i'm so excited so all right well before we get there let me pick up these comics here all right i'm just gonna dive in because we've got quite a bit to do i don't know what happened with the release i don't think all five of these were supposed to come out in uh i mean for this penultimate month but especially yeah actually let me take a look here at the release dates here yeah. i'll tell you the comics where i cover and the release dates because they spread out february through april which is weird because they're trying to stick with the month thing but uh, new avengers number 30 came out on february 25th 2015 that, we'll talk about that tonight avengers number 42 came out on march 4th 2015 new avengers number 31 came out on march 11th 2015 new avengers number 32 came out on march 25th 2015 and finally avengers 43 came out on April 1st, 2015. And those are the five comics we'll be covering today. So let's dive in. New Avengers number 30. We got Captain Britain on the cover and see a lot of members of the Captain Britain Corps dead at his feet. Uh, Let's see if they dive into that. Uh, New Avengers number 30. This issue features the explanation finally of who these Beyonders are. Um, There's a great quote from Hank Pym in regards to the Beyonder that that was featured back in the 1980s Secret Wars storyline, he explains that that Beyonder, who Ben loved so much, he was a child from a race of beings that, I I mean, they're known as the Beyonders, and he just made himself look human because that is who he was playing with. So here's the quote. These things cannot be fully comprehended in human fashion. I could talk about scale, perhaps, the size of it. I could tell you about the child unit from the Secret Wars visually modified to mimic what is perceived it crunched a universe to make a toy but these th- things crunch universes and are most certainly not playing games so we get a feel for how big of a deal the beyonders are at this point then i'm gonna I'll probably just summarize through this issue because the entire issue is exposition heavy with we, we got hank pym describing how things got worse and worse in his multiversal travels so here's a quick summary the beyonders are not good guys they are, the, uh, they are more powerful than any of the other beings that we've seen in the Marvel Universe. So, for example, the Celestials, who well, I think a lot of people would argue are, are maybe before the Beyonders, they were considered the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe. They're these cosmic gods uh, near impossible to beat in battle. Well, in each universe that the Beyonders traveled to in the multiverse – one Beyonder was able to take out every Celestial in that universe. So that was their first step in the plan to collapse the multiverse, is to go and attack uh, all of the Celestials. So the next thing I'm about to say, I think this is correct, but if not, listeners, you can correct me. Just write us at feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com. So the issue got a little trippy. So I'm not positive what happened next, but I think this is right. As the multiverse felt itself being destroyed by the beyonders again we're giving the multiverse feelings here (laughs) like it's uh sorry humanizing a little bit Uh, as it felt itself being destroyed by the beyonders it took on a form for itself to do battle so the form that appeared in actually uh is that of the living tribunal if you're familiar with that marvel character this is a nearly omnipotent oh i said that wrong i'm reading my notes here I know the word is omnipotent. Sorry about that. Nearly omnipotent entity that oversees and maintains balance in the realities that constitute the Marvel multiverse. I gave myself a link here to um, take a look at this picture of the. So, if you've seen uh, the, the Living Tribunal, I have him here on Wikipedia. Uh, he sort of has multiple faces uh, on each side of his head. Uh, looks like three here. I've never read a story with this guy before so I'm um, this is not my specialty i don't really know very much about him I, I thought he he was a being of his own it's weird that he became sort of the incarnation of the multiverse but uh okay so back to my notes so this being then this multiverse looking like the living tribunal he's going to serve as a oh wait no this is just the living tribunal in general he serves as a judge of all these realities So there's a great battle taking place in every universe at the same time, featuring the Living Tribunal versus the Beyonders. The Living Tribunal is surprisingly defeated, with one shred of his dead body being left in each universe in the multiverse. Again, like I said, this is trippy, confusing. It's fun, but really crazy. So as Hank is telling the story, Captain Britain appears and confirms that things are really bad, and that his entire team of multiversal defenders has been destroyed. He's the only one left. And so then Hank's monologue, and actually the issue itself, ends with this quote. It's over, my friend. Done. The gods spent billions of years to build something, all of the multiverse, and these things destroyed it on a whim. What hope does man have now? And that's how the issue ends. Even though I said it was a little bit confusing, I gave this issue 4.5 stars. Almost a 5. Really a lot of fun. Okay, so just to keep going through here i'll i'll go now to uh avengers number 42 in the previously in avengers section which they usually start the books out with because it's not convoluted but there's so much you need to know to really understand what's happening they have to give one page of previously on so in this previously in avengers section of the comic they made it sound like the beyonders are behind the collapse of the multiverse so when i started to think uh, through past podcast episodes, I was remembering that I had mentioned I thought Ultimate Reed Richards had started the collapse of the multiverse, but now I think they're making it clear it's the Beyonders. So I don't know what Reed is up to, Ultimate Reed that is. Possibly he's trying to help things? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Hank Pym then clarifies that the Beyonders had to kill all the Celestials and the Living Tribunal uh, in the whole multiverse before they started the full-scale attack because the Celestials are, were the only ones that could have stopped them. Okay, then we have a flashback to four days ago. The Illuminati have decided to use the skin of the dead living tribunal as a shield of sorts. I mean, I know this is kind of messed up, but that's where we're at here. Trying to save the world. But, uh, the, the reason I want to use the skin is it's made up of a material that can withstand the rigors of a collapsing multiverse space. So, that's that. Okay, now, again, flashback to three days ago. So, we're getting closer and closer to present day. Three days ago, Sunspot and Cannonball invited Cyclops to join them to save the world, but Cyclops refused. He was saying uh, that he sees things more clearly now. We don't know what that means, but that's what he says. The new game, he says, is resurrection, and it is well underway. No idea what that means. Very mysterious. Again, I'm sure we'll find out. Okay, another flashback. Two days ago, getting closer and closer. Two days ago, Black Panther, Reed Richards, and Valeria Richards were all discussing their plan to not lose. This has been a really common theme since time runs out, Sered. They have created some sort of multiversal lifeboat that will be able to house a limited number of people. So that's interesting. They know they can't save the whole world, but they can save some. They're trying to figure out who gets to be saved on the lifeboat. Alright, one more flashback to one day ago. Smasher, uh, who is an Avenger but also works for the Shi'ar Empire, she's called back by Gladiator, who's sort of the Emperor of the Shi'ar Empire right now, and she's instructed to bring her family with. She doesn't know it, but it's because the Shi'ar Empire is planning to destroy the Earth in order to save the universe. Meanwhile, back in the Ultimate Universe, we got Black Swan and Namor having a conversation, and they're talking about moving forward from his betrayal. So it's sort of out there in the open. People know that Namor tried to betray the Cabal, but now he's back in their good graces because he's committed... He tells them he's fully committed back to the side of the cabal because of how Black Panther and Black Bolt and the Illuminati... Not all the Illuminati members, but specifically Black Bolt and Black Panther turned on him. Okay, then now we're going off to space. In space, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy becoming aware of this impending attack on Earth. But when they try to warn the Avengers, they are told that they won't stop the attack. The the Avengers are saying that. um, They... Uh, they must have some plan, and i we do eventually find out more about what that plan is but uh, when I first read this, I was thinking it was because the black or because Black Panther uh has this life bolt life boat that is uh but as i when I first read this, I wasn't exactly sure what their plan was with why they why they were okay with being attacked uh so you could probably tell this issue jumped all over the place, a lot of ground to cover I felt like it was a three star read still interesting and it definitely helps uh push the story forward. But a little bit jumpy and no, I mean, not one solid story was told. It was just a lot of important pieces that had to be put into place. Um, So, New Avengers number 31, then. Most of this issue can be quickly summarized. So, here we go. Uh, There's a great battle pitting Doctor Strange and his black priests against the Sisterhood of the Black Swans. And, again, the Black Swans are worshippers of Rabba Malal. Uh, I think I told you in a previous episode that I thought that Rabba Malal was Possibly the ultimate Reed Richards. But in this issue, we're going to find out who he actually is. So, Dr. Uh, Doctor Strange attacks when a mystical door to the Library of Worlds shows up. He wants to enter to find Rabbim Alal and kill him. Because, remember, Rabbim Alal is destroying tons of Earths around the multiverse. Um, okay. Dr. Strange enters through this door, but is defeated by the Black Swans. Actually, not easily, but... It wasn't the hardest thing they ever did. He is then taken to meet rabah Alal, Mol- and we finally find out his identity. It is Doctor Doom from Earth-616. So not an alternate Doctor Doom. It's the one that we, we've we seen in, uh, especially New Avengers, he's been showing up. He knew about the Incursions. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I got the feeling, though, that a lot of time has passed for him, whereas we've been just kind of watching the story in i don't know what you'd say real time but we did see him and molecule man flash someplace and so i i wonder if it was almost to the past but um you know as readers we've been hearing about this character arabum Alal before dr doom even became aware of the incursions so yeah i don't know exactly what happened i'll be honest but i believe molecule man had the power to take him and dr doom into the past somehow where then dr doom established the religion he created a religion in order to fight against the collapse of the multiverse with Molecule Man acting as his oracle. So Dr. Doom invites Dr. Strange to join them in their fight against the Ivory Kings. And remember, the Ivory Kings and the Beyonders are one and the same. So, I mean, I know I'm just throwing out a ton of terms there that are specific to the storyline, so hopefully you've been following along these last seven months. But, yeah, it it can seem confusing, but if you've been following it, you kind of ride along with this story. So, yeah, that's that. That is... uh. That is that issue so let's go ahead and and go to the next one now so let me see here oh man. i do remember this one this was sort of a sad issue let me dive in so issue 32 here of new avengers is going to be all about the multiversal avengers now if you've been listening you remember that this team of avengers went on a mission basically a suicide mission they were not expecting to be able to return um and I guess I'm trying to remember exactly what I've said in the past about them, but uh, essentially they are trying to go about uh, solving this collapse of the multiverse in a different way. And so this issue is all about them. Uh, I'd mention it's sad. You'll find out why as I talk through this issue. But uh, I guess what it comes down to is that the multiversal Avengers are trying to find the home of the Beyonders. Now, I don't think they would have known to call them the Beyonders at this point because – You know, Hank Pym just came back with that information. So, in their heads, they're probably just on this mission to try to find the home of whoever has caused the collapse. So, uh, Nightmask is using the last of his powers to teleport them to this place. uh, But he is actually lost in the process. He starts to rapidly de-age. And I think it's it's like a reverse death. He doesn't die, but he de-ages to the point of baby and then embryo and then nothing. So... Night Mask, like I mentioned, it's a sad issue. Night Mask, in a sense, dies in this issue. I really like that Night Mask, too. I like this version of him. Uh, two, two Beyonders then approach the Avengers and talk about the experiment that they are running. Uh, it's kind of weird thinking about this as an experiment, but now that I've uh, kind of, and I, I'd mentioned this a few minutes earlier, but now that I've thought through things concerning uh, Ultimate Reed Richards' part in all this, I believe he is destroying the Earth's to ultimately save the multiverse. Uh, you know That's kind of what I came to as I was reading this issue here. He's not trying to collapse the multiverse. He's trying to save Earth. So, uh, back to the Beyonders, they are definitely the big badge for this story then. So we've got Ex Nihilo and Abyss, who are two characters that Jonathan Hickman created early in his run of the Avengers. They have a plan to stop one of the Beyonders after they realize that the Beyonders can change to any form. So Ex Nihilo and his army of uh, I mean, people like him, kind of a species of, you know, I'm not really positive what they are. They're not, I guess they're aliens, but I'll be honest, I have no idea. They all just kind of look similar. So Ex Nihilo and his army, along with Abyss, they use all of the power that they have to transform one of the Beyonders into a tree. <laughs> I know this sounds weird, but, uh, you know, I that's uh a thing that I guess... Th- can't fight against the Avengers. So, I, I mean, they could have probably turned the Beyonder into any inanimate object, but a tree sort of makes sense because these guys are about creating life. And so, that's another form of life. So, but like I said, they used all the power that they had. And after they did it, then they disappear into nothingness. Uh, but I mean, they knew as they were doing this that this was going to be a sacrifice. There was some dialogue where they alluded to the fact that they knew that they were heading to the to their ends with this so this is the kind of their last heroic act so uh now we've lost night mask x nihilo and abyss uh who all three are avengers uh all right going or moving on here uh the remaining beyonder then of those two he stabs Starbrand through the chest and then rips thor's left arm off the robot the robotic one and then he gouges out hyperion's left eye so i uh, I mean, it's just it gets brutal. The Beyonders are unstoppable. Uh, it's not looking good for for these last three Avengers. Starbrand, who's another character that he existed uh, in, a, he's existed in Marvel Comics in the past, but this is a new version of him came over from the new universe. And well, he didn't. This there was a new universe version of Starbrand, and then Jonathan Hickman sort of recreated the character. But Starbrand, like I said, he got stabbed through the chest, so he's dying. And then his star brand power becomes uncontainable, and and the explosion of his death, or at his death, uh, destroys the Beyonder, that, that last one that was left. So we're down to two. Thor and Hyperion are left, but they're both in really bad shape. So they talk about trying to close that rip in space and stop the Beyonder's access point. But just then, as they're thinking they might actually be able to stop them, a whole army of countless Beyonders comes through that rip in space. And, I mean, it, it, it took everything they had to beat two of them. And that, now there's only two Avengers left to face an army. So Thor and Hyperion really just start saying goodbye to each other. And in their own ways, they uh, kind of talk about the sacrifice they're about to make and decide that they're going to go out fighting then we switch over to the narrator talking as we're seeing the action and the narrator then tells us that the two gods fell to the many beyonders and that does it really i mean every avenger that left on this multiversal mission has now been killed so uh, it seems there's just no stopping the beyonders and that's how the issue ends it's a sad one i gave it a 4.5 star uh upon my initial reading and it, it was good it just kind of a bummer to lose those guys but who knows what will happen and I mean, we thought we lost a cabal a while back and they came back, so who knows? We'll see what happens next. All right, that leaves us with just one issue to talk about here in this episode, and that is Avengers number 43. We got this here. Uh, This is the one where uh, it's kind of a combo team on the cover. I got Reed Richards, Captain Britain, Black Widow, Hulk, Black Panther, Beast, Captain Marvel, and it almost looks like the Human Torch, but that could definitely be sunspot. So, uh, all right, let's dive in. Oh, uh, one one note here uh, before we get into the actual story. As you open up the front page, I've been mentioning you are able to see all the different avengers and they've they have them split up into factions and so the multiversal avengers have been listed or had, I should say, but they weren't listed here on this opening page anymore. So, I think we're supposed to believe that they're dead. So, uh the illuminati here in this beginning of the story, uh having now made a deal with Steve Rogers and the other heroes, they go to Tony Stark. You know, Tony Stark, he's been imprisoned in uh, that transparent cage uh, captured by the cabal. They tell Tony that they don't know if they can trust him, but he asks the, them... Uh, well, hey, let me just go ahead and read here. Uh, he asks that they let him die, trying to do something good, since he has done so much bad. Now, I say... In my notes, I have it listed as a mysterious bad because I don't actually know what this horrible thing Tony Stark did is. I don't know what it is. Uh, Maybe it happens in his title, The Superior Iron Man, or maybe I'm just missing something, but I don't know why he is specifically the person that they're so mad at. So Black Panther decides to let Tony Stark free, and as soon as he's free, Stark runs away from the Illuminati. I mean, to me, that's implying that he may still be up to no good. I guess possibly he just doesn't see himself as part of the group anymore. But it was sort of a weird scene. Uh, so that that little prologue, to this issue that happened two weeks ago. So now we're back to present day. You've got the gladiator from the Shiar Empire. Uh, he's sending a message to Earth, sort of a courtesy message, saying that unfortunately he has to destroy the Earth to save the universe. Sorry, guys, uh, but you know I'll give you a two-hour notice out of courtesy. Again, you know just. So start to say your goodbyes. We're about to destroy the Earth. So it was sort of a weird scene. The Avengers are looking on, hearing this message. Of course they have a plan. I mean, I'm glad the gladiator gave them a notice, but it's dumb. I mean, now they have pl- they have two hours to try to stop them. So um, the Avengers go to work on how to stop this armada from destroying the planet. So Reed Richards and Steve Rogers have a really interesting conversation about motivations during this whole discussion. And Reed says... That he's he sees himself as being defined by his family. And then he says that Steve is a good man that does good things. That's his motivation. Then turning to Tony Stark, they say Tony is a man who sees what could be with technology, but is a prisoner raging against the slow crawl of human evolution. They call it, you know, this is calling back to Tony Stark being referred to as sort of a future man. Not that he's from the future, but just his intelligence is ahead of what technology will actually allow. So, Reed goes on to say that Tony's relationships, his morality and ethics, all conform to whatever he sees as a greater good. Reed also then mentions that although Tony, or although that although Reed is fractionally smarter than Stark, Tony actually has the ability to work on multiple projects at the same time. So this is not just a pointless conversation. This is all leading some someplace. So while again, while Reed tends to focus on one particular thing at a time. Tony can multitask. And so then we're shown the scene uh, of, um, you know, while Tony was working on the antimatter bombs to destroy the other Earths <laughs> during the incursions, he was also working on this, uh, what do you call it? Soul's hammer, a weapon that uses the power of the sun to create some sort of energy blast. Uh, so. Uh, Reed tells Steve that while they were trying to stop the incursions, Tony was working on these two projects, and also Tony had time to make a weapon out of builder technology. You remember the builders they attacked during the events of Infinity. So uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear Reed you know, know that he's smarter than Tony, but still confess there's some things that Tony can do better than him when it comes to working on multiple projects and all the kind of cool things he put together during the Illuminati days uh so then we get a quick scene over with smasher and cannonball they give their baby to pod remember that uh female from where was it norway finland can't remember but she's inside this safety armor so the baby goes inside the armor with the girl apparently there's tons of space in there and uh i think smasher and cannonball are going to join with the side of earth against the shiar empire Then the Avengers start fighting back against this cosmic armada. So things seem to be going well, but quickly turn back in the favor of the armada. And then, just when things look bad, guess what? The Illuminati start phasing in a rogue planet that actually inhabits the same space as Earth. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, way back in Avengers number 24, it was actually called Avengers number 24 point now. It was one of their marketing schemes where uh, they did tagged a bunch of their issues as you know 24 point now or 17 point now whatever number they're at for particular series and then if you purchased that series you'd get a free digital download of the first trade or first collection of that series just to kind of draw people in so uh interestingly this marketing campaign worked on me i picked up avengers 24 point now got really into the story at that point and then i think if i'm not mistaken i've purchased every issue of Avengers since 24 other than those ones that ran during the original sin storyline. So it worked on me. Good job, Marvel. You got my money. But in that issue, Avengers 24 point now, there was a planet being used as a weapon. We I don't know if we ever found out who was the person that shot the planet as a bullet. But anyways, there was this planet coming at earth. It looked like the destruction of earth was inevitable and somehow uh, the Avengers were able to kind of trap that planet, which they were calling the rogue planet in the same space as earth, but sort of almost in a separate dimension. It's sort of like a pocket dimension, but they also inhabit the same space. I'll just kind of imagine one circle and then a larger circle around that circle. And then you get the idea. So two planets, same space. So they start, and the rogue planet is bigger than Earth. So they start phasing the rogue planet, which is encompassing Earth. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't understand this science. But they were able to use as some sort of shield in, without actually destroying Earth. So take it or leave it. That's what's happening. I don't understand it, but there you go. So just then, right when that shield comes up or the rogue planet kind of phases in, we see Tony, and he's flying a smaller spacecraft towards soul's hammer that's that weapon i was telling you about that redirects the sun's energy and the issue here ends with the implication that tony is about to do something grand uh you know reed and tony are having this conversation about tony flying too close to the sun and and the issue closes here and honestly i can't tell if we're supposed to be viewing stark's actions as him sacrificing himself or is he just doing an awesome save and so good job tony i don't really know so tiny bit confusing there's some things in here i in this issue i didn't exactly understand so i gave it a 3.5 stars fun read it's propelling us towards the big finale so definitely important but um i'm still left in the dark about something so uh, like i said at the beginning though as soon as i shut this podcast down i'm gonna go read the final two issues avengers 44 and new avengers number what is it 33 I can't wait. I'm going to see finally how Time Runs Out ends. Maybe I'll record tonight or maybe I'll record tomorrow. I don't know when I'll record the next episode, but uh, I am excited just to have the chance to read it. So I'm going to actually hit the music and get out of here. Thanks for joining me on this longer Time Runs Out episode. Uh, if you ever want to ask us any questions or if you have any feedback of your own, you can reach us at feedback at Well, that is all from here. I'm Matt Anderson signing off.